loving. So uh, today I'm doing, uh, uh, we've been doing the word, uh, the seed series and just uh, talking about the seed, the different types of soil, incorruptible seed and uh, today I want to progress from there and I want to, um, uh, the topic for today is the seed and the trial and why do we go through trials. Um, so I wanted to do this because I had a vision a couple of days ago and if, even as I was doing the whole seed series and remember, uh, you know, in the Bible when we read, whenever God is referring to himself and Jesus refers to himself, he always calls him a shepherd. Like you see in the Old Testament also, he's called the shepherd uh, and the sheep and that relationship is always about a shepherd and the sheep. Okay. Uh, and uh, when he talks about the kingdom, of course, as sons that you get born again and now you see yourself as Christ, like you identify yourself in Christ as a son of God. But it doesn't take away from the from the relationship of him, uh, you know, uh, that uh, like a shepherd and a sheep. And when I say that, I mean my father and son. Okay. And uh, so, but when he's talking about the kingdom, God is always referring to the, the seed and the soil. And he always uses the parables and everything to do with soil and the seed. Or he'll say, uh, you know, I am the true wine and the gardener. And uh, it's almost like he gets that analogy. And uh, so even as we were doing seed, uh, for those who have not heard the seed, uh, we've been, uh, you know, you can look it up online, the incorruptible seed. And from there, we're progressing to this. So I talked about how you and I, the meaning of born again means born from above. Okay, incorruptible seed. So not began with the seed. So even how was Jesus born? The seed came in virgin birth to Mary. Okay, the Holy Spirit came upon it and it was an, a supernatural birth. But he's not the only supernatural birth anymore. He's the first supernatural birth of many other supernatural births. So that's why he's the incorruptible seed that came in. And through him, he, he walked, he went on the cross. Uh, okay, he, he was crucified in the flesh to, to fulfill your and my requirement where we can't walk perfectly in the flesh, right? That's why he had to get crucified in the flesh. So today we are walking by faith, by, by righteousness, by faith, by his righteousness, okay? It's because he, he, he walked perfectly on our behalf. And so when you get born again, when you say Jesus come into my life, you got born again. So I want you to know that everything begins from the seed. And then that seed, it says in an incorruptible seed. That means that seed cannot die. Okay, incorruptible means having no death in it. So it just keeps on growing and everything about it is producing life. So then we uh, talked about different types of soil. And I'm just going to read that, that last scripture of where Jesus talks about the seed falling on different types of soil. Now I know that he's talking about, uh, he's referring to the kingdom of God. Okay, and so each of you, I know that that seed fell on good soil and you all came into the kingdom. Okay. But even after you get born again, in every area, you're taking dominion. You're taking dominion. Okay. And so it is like that seed. Now, after you come into the kingdom, that little soil, the soil is like your soul, your mind. Okay. Your soul. And the seeds that are falling there is God's word. And it's producing, it's producing fruit. So we're going to talk today about trials. And I'm, uh, I'm just going to start with that. Let's just get into the word. I'm going to start with that same passage of Luke 8, verse 14. Uh, Luke 8, 8, verse 4. So, um, for those who are viewing online, I put a little link below. 
this video and so you can click on it and then it will open up a PDF that gives you all the scripture notes in the book. Luke 8 verse 4. When a large crowd was coming together and those from various cities were journeying, journeying to him, he spoke by a way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed and as he sowed, some seed fell by the road and it was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and grew up with it and choked it out. Okay. Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And he said these things, and as he said these things, he would call out, uh, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant. And he said, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are those who heard then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Now this is talking about the born again experience, right? This entire parable. So we know that we're already on good soil. Like we've already got born again and each of you is not saved. But I want you to start seeing the two parables in areas of there's so much of uprooting happening in you and what part of you is getting saved. Okay, it's your mind, right? Because the minute Adam sinned, he fell into another realm. And so he got, he got influence and he got identities as Adam grew up and he, he believed those identities from this fallen realm, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, from creation, everything he started putting in. And God calls all of that as weeds. Okay, so we are just going to read this and read this in the, in the mind of the promise of God, the seed that is in you. Okay, uh, those on the rocky soil are those who hear the word, receive the word with joy, and they have no firm root. They believe it for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. Okay, uh, I spoke about how most people think temptation means sin. But you know that the only temptation, like when Jesus went uh, into temptation, sorry, I don't want to get distracted, but can someone, um, can someone address uh, on the chat, on um, someone wants to log in. Okay, uh, you know that the only temptation that Jesus went in was about his identity. Okay, the devil came to test him in his identity, and so all he had to do was this: resist the devil. So the temptation is not really when we think as such as sin. It means everything to question who you are. Okay, so it says here: those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear they hear, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And they have no firm root. They believe for a while. That means they are believing. But they believe for a while. They're not holding on to their identity. And then when trial comes or when temptation comes, suddenly what happens? They fall away. That means they give up. So it's almost like saying they hold on for a while and then say, why is all of this happening? Oh, this is obviously I'm not a son if all of this is happening. Okay. And that's why it doesn't bear fruit. The seed doesn't bear fruit. The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries, with worries and riches and the pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. 
But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. They hold on to it fast. That means are they fighting? They're not fighting. They're not battling. They're simply holding on. And then word perseverance, the word patience, the word endurance, they all mean the same thing. In fact, whenever the word patience is used in the New Testament, that word, if you look up in Greek, it actually means endurance. So it's a state of rest. What does endurance mean? That means you just have to endure something. You're holding on to something. Right? So when one talks about patience, they think it's a time period. Oh, I have to be patient. That means wait. And you can keep on waiting for a very long time. But if you're not holding on to the word, it's God doesn't look at it that as patience. Patience means it's a state of rest. Knowing that it is done. That's what patience means. And that's why the uh, when you look into Greek, it actually means endurance. That means you're really holding on. In, in other words, it is steadfast. You're holding on to a position. Some sort of position, you're holding on to it. And that's why it says, by faith and patience, you inherit the promises of God. Okay? So we look down on, uh, I'm take, going to Matthew 13, verse 36, where Jesus talks about the wheat and the tares. Okay? Now, tares means weeds. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Now, remember I did a series called I Am the Resurrection and I Am the Life. And during that time, I told you uh, when Adam fell, he fell into another realm. So he had eyes open that he could see. Aaron. Okay. Uh, and where it says that when he looked at Eve, the word naked in, uh, in Hebrew is Aaron. And the minute after the fall, the same word naked is Aaron. But the first word naked, Aaron, when he looked at her, he didn't find anything wrong with her. It's all, and he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. This is me. He, he saw her as complete and absolutely one. And after the fall, the same word changes and he saw barrenness. And it was almost like he wanted to see, but he couldn't see. So one eye got shut, another eye got open. God says he came, uh, that we have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. He says we've been pulled out of darkness in the, in the, and put into the kingdom of the light in the day. Okay. So he calls all of the people sleeping here. If you are uh, children, uh, you know, you've been redeemed from the, the realm of darkness. And what happens in darkness? You're sleeping. You're sleeping. And that's why entire renewing for a son is called waking up. I'm waking up. Awake to righteousness. That's what it means. You're waking up. Renewing the mind simply means waking up. You're not getting transformed. You're simply waking up to who you are. So now... Now, now you see this. So now when I tell you that Adam fell into another realm and uh, let's just say he was sleeping. He went to sleep. And guess what happens? The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. It literally means when Adam fell asleep, okay, the enemy sowed seeds of identity. That means that's why the entire process of you, wake, uh, you getting born again is now waking up to who you really are and removing all of these weeds. Okay? So his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. 
but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? That means, how then does it have wheat weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servants said to him, do you, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no, least while you gather up the weeds, you also uproot the wheat with them. But both let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the weeds and bind them up in bundles to burn. Weeds need to be burnt. Okay? But gather the wheat into my barn. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into his house. And his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. That means the weeds of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares, the weeds, are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this, this age. The son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous... Look what happens. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Uh, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay? Now this clearly makes a comparison between sons of God and sons of the devil. That's why I, I personally believe not, not everyone is a son of God. Just because they look like you. And just because they look human, not necessarily they're sons of God. Okay? It says here, there are sons of God and sons of the wicked one. That's why he who hears my voice will come into the kingdom. My sheep hear my voice. That's why Jesus said, I'm not praying for this world. I'm just praying for the ones that you have given me out of this world. Not for everyone in this world. Uh, the ones that you've given me out of this world. Okay? They were yours as I am yours. Um, now, I want you to look at this as tears being burned by the fire. Okay? So, I had this, uh, I had a vision uh, two days ago. Even I was, as I was doing this, uh, the seed series, um, and you know, in, in farming, if anyone is a farmer and you have agricultural land, after you have a huge crop or whatever, they burn the land. Or before you set up, before you start sowing and start tilling the ground, they, they set fire and it's a gentle fire. It's not like burning down the whole fire. There's a small intensity of fire that is put. Okay, and what the fire does, it burns out the weeds. The weeds. And it takes out the weeds so that after that burning that happens, the weeds are grown and pulled out. The soil that is left is perfect, rich, fertile, so that the seed now can produce the hundredfold harvest. Okay? And so when the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into trials, do you know, get excited. Because I could never bring home that scripture when it said, count it all joy. I just couldn't find joy in trials. But then, even as I got this vision of that fire on the land, I got excited because the fire only comes before the harvest. The fire comes so that the weeds are pulled out, so that now the seed that is in can actually produce the crop. So it's for my good 
that the trial is there so that it's pulling out all the weeds. Now I told you this before that the only reason that a sun goes through a trial is because in that area you don't see yourself as a sun. There are some areas in my life that I'm not going through the things that I went through many years ago. Right? Like in health and stuff like that. I'm not going through it now anymore because I, I went through it, the fire and everything and pulled out the weeds. And you know what the weeds are? The weeds are false, false identities that this world has given you, that the devil has given you. Lies that you believe. And so even as you uproot those lies, the fires, so when you're going through a trial, it's not about just going through it and praying God to get you out of it. It's not going to do anything. What the fire really does is, it's about taking the seed. So, you know, when a couple of uh, years, when I was falling sick, and I keep using this example because it's real to me, right? There was a season when I was falling sick from 2009 to 2012. So from 9 to say uh, 2010, I went through skin rashes, I, I got hives, uh, you know, different types, but I didn't really know that I was supposed to do anything. So I was going through something, but I wasn't really taking the word. So for two years, there was no, the sickness was just with me. But in 2012, when I further got symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, I got fed up because it had no cure. And so during that time, so I'm still going through the trial, right? Since 2009, just different ailments, just sicknesses in my body, I can see. But what was the difference between 2009, 10, and what was the difference in 12? In 12, I decided to take the word. And I decided, you know, that I'm, I'm being double-minded about who I am. I need to start believing. And so I took the seed and I became single-minded. I'm like, I'm a son. It's not in my nature to fall sick. Okay. And all the symptoms that were there for eight months. When I was not doing anything, I was praying for God to just take them away, take them away, get me healed, get me healed. When I started, when I started cooperating with the Holy Spirit or what the Holy Spirit was telling me, I started renewing my mind. I started believing God's word started becoming single-minded about what he's saying, who I am. I started saying, I'm a son, it's not in my nature. And that's it. I just said, I will die believing this identity because my father says so. What did happen in eight months happened in one week. Everything disappeared. That's what, that's what it means going to the cross, getting crucified with it. I was not going to let creation or my flesh tell me I'm sick anymore. I was not going to let it set an identity on me. I started believing what my father says about me. And so now I actually started letting the fire do something, start, start pulling out the weeds. So the fire is, it's meant to pull out the weeds. So now I started cooperating with God because now I was pulling out the weed. The lie that I believe for all this time that I'm sick, I can fall sick, I can fall sick. I was praying for God, heal me, heal me, nothing is happening. But now how, I'm, how am I cooperating with the Holy Spirit to pull out the weed? I started believing the truth. And even as I started believing the truth, Guess what? I'm just praying for rheumatoid arthritis to go away. But everything went away. And guess what happened? That means that seed produced the hundredfold crop. And I bore fruit. And that's what the fire did during that time. So in that area, I was going through fire. Why was I going through the trial? It's because I didn't know any better. I had too many lies in me. Too many lies that I was believing in my soul. And even as, a, as I'm going through that trial, is because if I really knew who I was, I wouldn't be going through it. So now when it comes, okay, I know that as a son, it's not in my nature. Even if the thought comes, I pull it down. I speak. I, I know how to, you navigate it. That's why I told you CTS. Cast your cares. Take no thought. And speak who you are. Okay, I learned this during that time. 
and I always keep doing it. And from 2012 to now, no sickness. You resist it. The Bible does not say fight the devil. It says resist the devil. And so even as you, so the only reason I was going through a trial that time is because I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. That I was a son. And now the more I started believing who I am, I could resist it. Do you understand what trials do? So it's not, so it's not, so I, I, I felt good is that, you know what? He is the gardener of my soul. He knows every area where I'm believing all lies. I have fallen identities from, I picked up from this world or what the devil has said, or maybe what my, what your close ones have said and lies that you believe. And even as he's the gardener of your soul, he's your perfect father. He's pulling it all out and he's uprooting it. But it's got to be cooperating with the Holy Spirit to do it. Okay. And so let's read down below. I want to read some few scriptures and you'll see how, uh, you know, when you set a forest on fire, I mean, when you're doing it on the farmland, it's not a big fire. Okay. It's like, a, it's at a little extent just to remove the weeds. Okay. And then I want to go down and talk about uh, what is trials. Okay. Trials does not mean God giving you sicknesses, God giving you diseases, God giving you whatever Jesus died on the cross. He can never give it to you because he's already died on the cross to it. So through the trial, let's see what God expects us to do through the trial. Is there fighting or is it resting? So now I want you to see, let's look at the son's life, Jesus, right? So Matthew 3. Now Jesus, John baptizes him in the water. And now a voice comes from the heaven and says, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So what happens? An identity has come on the son. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I told you every time you take on a new identity, how do you know it's new? How do you know it's with you? Unless it's not been tested. You know, as I was reading today, and we're going to read this, and we'll go ahead and we'll read in Hebrews, uh, in, uh, in Greek also, the word trial actually means temptation in the Bible. So when it says you're being tempted, it means trial. And when it says trial, it means temptation. That's almost the same word. And do you know that it's the same word used when you go to a job and you are on a probation period? It's the same analogy. That's the, that's the uh, you know, explanation that's given so it, it, another word for it, it says probation, it means, and then it says trial. So I'm like, oh my God, but probation and trial means like it's testing you during that time to see and then if you get the job or not. That's what it is. So do you know that any probation is never a long thing? It's always for a few months. Even Job, when he went through things, okay, it was only nine months. It was not like the way people say it for years and years. Okay, but we are not in Job's time anymore. When the new covenant, you're a son. So the trial that you and I go through is only for one. The stealing comes just the way it came for Jesus. It comes for you. So that's why it said, it says temptation for Jesus. He went through a temptation, but that word is also trial. And what was his trial? An identity came. You are my beloved son in, you, in whom I'm well pleased. And now everything comes to take that seed away from him. And how does he fight it? How does he go through this entire temptation that even you and I get just by resting, not by fighting, but by holding on. That's what it means, perseverance and endurance. 
okay? So now let's go down and see this. So Satan tempts Jesus. How is he tempting him? It's called the temptation, but it's also called the trial. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted or to be tried by the devil. The word has come and now trial is coming to take that word away. Do you know why you go through a trial also? It's because you live in this world. We're not right now. We're in a world where the devil is real. We're in a fallen world. Okay, so you are going to get him tempted. So it says he was led to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter had come, look at this. The tempter, so when we think temptation, temptation, or when he's tempting, one can think of just sin. But the temptation is not sin. Do you know what the sin is? To doubt who you are. The biggest repentance that you and I can do is repent that I exist. That's my repentance. That should be my repentance. Is because it says I got crucified. It's no longer I that live, Priya that lives, but it's all Christ in me. I told you once when this just came to me and when I came to know my words are spirit and life and I'd gone and laid hands on someone who had arthritis or something with the knees. And I just spoke knees, create a miracle. And I saw bones in front of me shift. And even before my mind could catch up, what is happening? Because I had not even let it, uh, let it sort of sink in. I just got, like literally I got in and I got a phone call to come. And at, at the time I used to like go and, and pray for people and stuff like that. But I didn't let, because the truth is that you died, it's all Christ in you. Okay. Now look at, so it says, now the tempter came to him and he said, what is the temptation? For you and I, it's the same temptation that Jesus had. If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The temptation can be, if you are the son of God, give up your medicine. You are not supposed to take medicine. You don't, you know, as a son, you are led into all things. I'm, I'm just led. And don't ask me what led means. You all know it's your birthright. It's your inheritance. Certain times I will take some, I, I feel like taking some nutrients and stuff like that. And certain times I just don't. But I don't let what I do dictate who I am. If the thought comes externally, I know it's not, it's not God. Because God speaks inside out to me. Okay? If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And he answered, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. But it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, least you dash your foot against the stone. And then Jesus says, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Oh, it's not. In, now, what can this be? If you are the son of God, Priya, just jump up from here. You know, you, you believe in immortality. You believe you can't die. Just jump up. I don't have to prove who I am. But if the time came, if I don't even know, and it was, if, if someone gives me something to drink and it's not, it's, uh, you know, it's not life. It's not going to harm me because it says that if I drink anything deadly, it's not going to hurt me. If someone pushed me and if I fell, I will not die <laughs> because it's not in my nature. Okay. I don't tempt it. It's who I am, but I don't need to prove and do something to, sh to show me or to prove to somebody that I'm a son. You, it's, I told you everything in the kingdom is by faith. And faith is like holy. It's like, it's, it's who you are. You're born of it. 
Okay, so that's why everything you see in this in this temptation, Jesus holds on to his identity by faith because it is who he is. Is because it is the Father who says so. So Jesus says, "It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God." Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, "All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me." Then Jesus said to him, "Away with you, Satan! For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God." And him only shall you serve. Now look what it says. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. His entire fight was no fight; was to stand still and to hold his ground. Everything. The minute you believe, I told you, every time you take on something new, a new identity gets established. Everything comes to test him. It's because what if you are getting defeated in this, and the devil was defeating? And now he came to know. Oh my God! That son has started believing his new identity. And now let's take that seed out. So everything, the whole temptation comes to uproot that seed. And that's why when that fire is coming, be joyful, be excited. Is because do you know why you're going through this trial and you keep going through them again and again and again, right? And you wonder why? Is because I was going through them. I was going through trials 2009 2010 but I didn't do anything. I was just saying God help me God help me pray take it away you said you would you know, I should not be sick why am I sick I didn't know anything but in 2012 I started looking at the word and started agreeing with what he's saying I am. And that was my holding on now. I'm holding on to my identity as a son and now everything is starting to pull it away and I'm just holding on. And I went to the cross with it. I said you know what I need I believe it. I'm a son it's not in my nature. I'm a new creation. I cannot fall sick. Everything came to test, and I held on to it. That's it. And what didn't happen in eight months happened in one week. Everything disappeared, and I I took dominion over, as in I became partaker of His holiness, which we'll read down. What the trial does, you become you become a partaker of His holiness. Means what? Of His divine nature. So now what happens? His divine life, as He is, so am I in this world. He walks in divine health. He can't fall sick. He is a son. You walk in another realm. So am I in this world? That's what's happening. We're becoming a partaker of the divine nature. So what happened during those four years? The weeds got pulled out. The all the lies were getting pulled out. So the only area why was I falling sick during those times is because I didn't know I was a son. I didn't know my identity in that area. Okay, I didn't know it. Now it doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter, right? What viruses are out there? We are not praying or commanding it to go away. We've learned to sleep in the storm. So there's a difference. With who are you looking at, and who are you resonating with when you're looking at the gospels? Are you looking at the disciples? Or are you looking at the son? We are born of the son now. He is the incorruptible seed. We are born of the incorruptible seed. So apple gave birth to many apples. Lion gave birth to many lions. That son, Jesus, gave birth to many other sons. That's why it's Christ in me. So I only react the way Christ Christ reacts to all problems. So in the storm. He didn't really command the storm for himself. He commanded it for his disciples, who were like other humans at the time. They were not sons of God. After the cross, when the Holy Spirit came in them, they became a son of God. But before the cross, the Holy Spirit is on them. Also, he's praying for them, and then they go and then they do all of these miracles. So Jesus and you and me are learning to sleep in the storm, where it doesn't affect us. The more you wake up as a son, you'll end up being more still. Now look at one Peter, one Peter one, what it says. Okay. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His abundant mercy, 
has begotten us again to a living hope that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance. Now look at this. We are born of incorruptible seed. Even the inheritance is incorruptible because whatever it will give birth to is incorruptible. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. That means nothing can touch it. And that does not fade away. That means it cannot die. Okay? Reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials. Now see this. That the genuine of, genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, which also means the revelation of Christ in you, whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. So guess what's happening in that area? You know, for example, in my spirit man, it says all the promises of God are in Christ. He's deposited everything in the heavenly places in Christ. In the spirit realm, so yeah, as he is, so am I in this world. He has divine health, I have divine health. But where was I not believing it? In my mind. I was just separated from him in my mind. That's why the carnal mind is enmity with God because it's completely separated with God. And that's why in that area, I'm getting saved. The salvation of my soul that is happening and through that fire. So you know why you, so I was talking to my mom because we, uh, you know, by, my, my dad was a farmer or we have some farmland and I wanted to understand what the weeds do. So she told me that the weeds actually take up space. If, the, if you don't burn them, the weeds take up space. The weeds take up the nutrients from the soil and the weeds can even choke the plant that is growing up. And that's why weeds are dangerous to have them because they do not equip the full growth of the seed. And so it's very important that the weeds get pulled out. And that's why I felt so happy when it says rejoice in trials. You know why rejoice? is because you have a father. If he's setting something on fire and letting that thing happen is because the only reason I'm going through trials is first of all, in that area, I don't see myself as a son. I have some wrong identities in me. And so even as I'm going through that, I'm allowing all those weeds to get pulled out. And it's terrible, right? Because it hurts and it's, it's pressure that you feel. It's because everything, if you're looking at your sensorum, it says no. And now you're holding on to something, God's word. And do you know, even as you're resting and just simply enduring, enduring means to hold on to something. That's what it means. You're enduring. You're not fighting. You're holding your position. It's a rest. And that all those weeds are getting uprooted. And guess what happens after the trial? It's a short probation. It's a short period. Guess what happens? Be very excited because now the soil is absolutely fertile and perfect to produce not the maybe 30 and 60, 100 fold for you. Allow that. And I personally believe that's why you have the 30 and the 60 and the 100. is because when the weeds are there. But guess what? What if the weeds were not there? What do you produce? You produce a hundredfold crop. So allow that. So I'm so happy I went through trials, guys. Because, you know, you can be in a place where you say, Priya, pray for me. Yeah, I can pray for you. And you get healed. You get healed, but you fall sick again. You get healed and you fall sick again. And then you wonder, but he, Jesus healed me that time. And why did I fall sick? Because you do not understand you're a son. And you are meant to 
go through and to take on your new identity because that's what the Holy Spirit is in you for. To make you believe, to convict you of your righteousness. That means something is coming and telling you, you're not a son, you're not a son. Look at the sickness in your body, that symptom, you're not a son. And now the Holy Spirit is telling you, convicting you of your righteousness means you're a son, you're a son. Hold on to your identity. And so now you co-labor with the Holy Spirit. And what's the other thing that the Holy Spirit does? Convicts the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because you do not believe, but now you already believe. You become a son of righteousness because I'm no more here and I go to the Father. And judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. So that's the time. I'm not looking at what I'm seeing. Satan has been judged. That's it. He can't inflict anything. It's under your feet. That's why you don't fight. I'm not commanding. I, I don't command. I do not command. I've learned to rest. Jesus was commanding for other people, not really for him. He learns to rest. He's walking still. Okay? If you really meditate in the Gospels, you see he's in rest, constantly in rest. Very, he's not impulsive at all. That's why he's sleeping in the storm. He can command it for himself. He's not because it doesn't affect him. It's under him. Creator will always be greater than creation. Okay? Now look at this. So now, in this, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having been uh, not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing him, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. Guess what's going to happen at the end? The salvation of your soul. That area is going to get fixed. As he is, so am I in this world. In that area now, you see yourself as Christ. So where I was falling sick, I took it home to the cross. So now in that area, dominion, divine life, divine health. Much better than having people pray, you walk in divine health. Okay? Now see this, in, I've, I've taken all of that in Greek, okay, to make you see some words. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into trials, into various trials, okay? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, meaning endurance. But let patience, let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Do you know that word complete, perfect, lacking nothing means... Means, now just hear this. It means what the trial is doing is, as he is, so are you in this world. That's what that, that complete means. Means the completeness of his divine nature will come and get formed in you. So now let's read that again. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into trial. That means when that little fire has been getting set on that land. Knowing that the testing of your faith. Now that word, so... The first word for trial there is an experiment, a trial, a temptation. Now look at, these are the Greek words, okay? Pyrasmos. What it means is, it means a trial, a probation, a testing, being tried, the temptation. But you and I saw, what was the temptation? What is the temptation? So another word for the trial is temptation. So now let me read it again. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into temptation. So now this doesn't mean temptation of sinning. The sin that you're doing is not believing you're a son. So now it's the temptation that comes. That means you believe something and now it's coming to question you're not a son. So the temptation is of your identity. That you're not a son. So for example, let me make it more practical. 
you're seeing the lying symptom in your body and now everything is telling you you are sick you are sick you've been sick for 10 years you've been sick for your mother has been sick your father has been sick had this problem so now and what has happened now you start hearing some messages you start hearing life and now you're like, oh i'm a son by his stripes i'm healed i'm a new creation as he is so am i i'm one of the incorruptible seeds all of these things mean it's not in my nature to fall sick yeah that's true and now the testing comes because now you've taken home a truth. Now the realm comes to test you. The devil comes to test or whatever comes to test you to steal that identity from you. And now all you're doing is enduring and holding on. So now it says, count it all joy when you're falling into trials or temptation. So guess what? All of these weeds that you believe, right? Like my mother had it, my father had it, my, uh, you know, I've been sick for the longest time. These were all weeds. These were all weeds in you. And now you started pulling out the weeds. That's like a fire. Now everything is coming to, yeah, and you're holding on that. That's why it's a trial of your faith. And now see this, knowing that the testing, now this word, dokimon, means the end result. So let's read down. It means a testing, but further it means trial, what is genuine, what is found approved after testing, focusing on the result of this. So let me read the whole scripture again. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into temptation. Trial. What is the trial? I said it's only the trial of your identity. Okay. Knowing that the result, the result of this testing, the result of this, of your faith is going to produce patience and endurance. The result of this, this testing is going to produce endurance now. So now everything, the fire is coming. You've taken on a new truth and now everything comes to test that truth. And what happens sometimes people fall away. They can't endure. But now it's saying, can you simply endure? That's why it says the seed, they could not, something came and they fall away because they just couldn't endure it for a while. They can hold it for a while, but they don't go to the cross. So what was happening in 2009 and 10? I was taking that, but I wasn't enduring it. I was giving it away. So I would wake up some days and say, I'm healed, I'm sick. I'm, and it was just like, you know, I was just quoting scriptures. I wasn't really taking it home. And then one day when rheumatoid came, it had no cure. I had to really get serious about do I really believe what the father says I am or am I just being double-minded? And that's the time when I just said, no, it's not in my nature. I took, I took the word. I stopped waiting for a dream, a vision, a prophetic word, someone to lay hands. And I just took the word and I took many words, like a revelation. I was like, oh my God, I'm a son. It's not in my nature. I'm born from above. And what happened when I decided truly, it says the lamp of the body is the eye. And when the eye is good, the body is full of light. And that word for good means single. When the eye is single-minded, when I became single-minded about who I was, when I uprooted all of those weeds, when I became single-minded, all of the light from my spirit man came into my body. That's what it means. The body will be full of light. That means as he is, so am I in this world. In that area, my soul got saved. So my identity of my father that says he's holy, it came into holy. So holy doesn't mean like holy, holy means no sin. Holiness means everything about him. Do you know that even divine health is holiness? And so his holiness is coming into my, my physical body. That means in that area I'm getting holy means I'm, I'm, I'm showing forth divine health in that body. And guess what? Imagine it was only rheumatoid, but how come everything else left? That's why I tell you, it's not a prayer problem. It's not things. And we don't pick and choose these areas, these areas of my life that need to be fixed. You just, you just go ahead with who you are. 
that's why it says in your light i see light so i don't pick and choose the problem areas i just go ahead in my identity and my father is there to pull out all those weeds he's the gardener of my soul and even as i do it suddenly you wake up with your inheritance and that's happened to so many in bilapur they're not even praying for that problem but they step into it and sometimes it's career it's marriage it's relationship they all got fixed so there were never small areas that needed to be fixed it was that in that area you were not being single minded there was no light and now you started taking that trial that means the only reason you go through a trial is because you don't know in that area you're a sun that's why you're wrestling with it and so now you're going home with it and it's okay you get you allow him to father you so look at this knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience endurance but let patience let endurance step past step passes have its perfect work it literally means get crucified with it be single minded and go to the cross with it it literally means like yeah i'm going i go to the cross i'll die believing this that's what it means let patience have its perfect work now what happens after that that you may be complete holo kleros that's what it means lacking nothing let's go down what it means look at that it means complete entire complete in every part sound perfect entire now see this further down what it means properly all that is included through divine lot divinely allotted wholeness all that is included apportioned to you through divine lot that means what your inheritance is you know when someone gives you inheritance whatever is yours they sign it on a will and give it to you that's what it means whatever belongs to you in that area i want to give it to you fully divinely allotted wholeness your full inheritance in that area so what is it saying let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing that means in that area what happened to me what is what did jesus die on the cross to give me divine health not to just take all the sickness that sickness that sickness to give me divine health so now what happened through that trial that i went through and i cooperated with the holy spirit now that divinely allotted my inheritance came to me that's what it means so counted all joys i'm so happy with trials because you know what after i go through that trial next time i don't need to go i know how to take it down once you take dominion guys you're not to do it again and again it says jesus died on the cross he died to death once and for all again he doesn't need to keep dying again and again and again so the same way you take it down don't say why the reason why it's why is because in that area you don't see yourself as a son right now the viruses don't affect me it doesn't matter if they're there or not there you're above the storm you're above the virus so it doesn't matter but you can use your dominion for other people and so yeah for humans yeah i'm, I'm definitely praying and doing something about that but not for me So same way in that area, I'm not taking dominion again and again. You go through it, you take it down once, you push it, and you don't pray. You go through it, you're pulling out the weeds. That means the lies are getting uprooted, and so you're filling yourself with the seed, with the seed, with the truth. That's what it means. After the weeds go, what is the good seed? Who is the good seed planter? The Lord. Good seed is the incorruptible seed. It's the word of God. That's what it means. So now, what's left in your soil is only His truth. What's left in my soil, what's left in my in me right now, is only it's not in my nature. I don't even entertain thoughts of sickness. I will never even use it as an excuse to say I can't come in today because I'm sick. I don't even talk. I'm not even casual in my jokes. Everything, and I don't make an attempt. It's not I do it to get. I genuinely don't 
it's not in my nature anymore. That's what I always say. It's not in my nature. I resist. Okay? That's what it means. You've uprooted all the weeds, so now only the good seed is left. And in every area, that's what's happening. So now, so I really, trust me, like till two days ago, before I didn't see the vision, I just, I hated trials and everything. And then I just realized, but the way God showed it to me, what does it do to the farmland? It just makes it good. And get very excited is because if you cooperate with it, if you're replacing all of those weeds with God's truth, guess what's happening? You're not getting 30, you're not getting 60. You're getting the 100 fold. So there are people who have weeds, right? And they do see, but you are seeing 30 and you are seeing 60. But 100 fold means to be a partaker of his divine nature. That's what it means. Okay, let's go down ahead. Okay. Uh, 1 Thessalonians. Now, this is the same word. That's why I've taken one James 1, 4 and 1 Thessalonians 5.23. The same word is used. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, it says, may you be complete and without blame. Without blame means no sin. That it literally means to be a partaker of his holiness. Okay, that's what it means. Let, let patience have its perfect work that may be complete. That word complete, I want you to understand, it literally means to be a partaker of his holiness, to be a partaker of his divine nature. So let all these trials are coming, enjoy. Yeah, you're going through it and everything. Just hold on because it's pulling out the weeds. And even as the testing of your faith is going to produce patience, endurance. And now endurance is like a rest. Let it have its perfect work. Because now what you're doing, you're taking on that identity, you're getting crucified with it. And what is going to happen after that? You are going to be complete. You're going to be partaker of his divine nature in you, his inheritance in you, whatever that inheritance is, whatever that promises. For someone, it is marriage. I want to get married. Do you want 30-fold, 60-fold? Do you want 100-fold? Then you're going through some chiseling, you're going through some fire. Hold on. Hold on to your identity. When every relationship looks like, oh, oh, the, the person didn't like me, the, the girl didn't like me, the boy didn't like me, and you, you got an identity of rejected, and then you hold on to all of those trials. The chiseling, and then you hold on, and you celebrate, and you joy because the father says, I am loved. And you jump up and down, and guess what? You don't get 30, you don't get 60, you get 104. You have a glorious match. Okay? But someone else is in finances. First business shot, second business shot, the boss was terrible, said nasty things. You're not a good employee. Now you want to start a business or oh, you've had so many failed businesses, everything, and you get an identity of like, oh, I'm not successful. And then you don't let any of those things put, give an identity to you. You pull out all those lies. You don't live from your experiences. They're not your God. The word is, and now guess what happens? I am successful. I am prosperous. Simply because the father says so. And so it's not 30, it's not 60. Suddenly what you didn't do for business for years, what looked like 30 and 60, suddenly now it's extremely profitable to you. That's what it means. Okay? Your identities don't come from the devil. He's planted them there. He's the one who's put the tears there. He's the one who's put the weeds there. And you're getting them uprooted. And he uses situations, he uses uh, 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 you know, experiences to start speaking to you. And now God is pulling out those weeds. You're going through that fire. So rejoice in trials. Rejoice. Be excited is because you are fathered. Now let's go down ahead, okay? Uh, James 1 and let endurance have its perfect results so that it may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Okay. Uh, I'm reading at James 1.12. Blessed is the man who endures. It does not say who fights. Blessed is the man 
who endures. What was Jesus doing? Was he fighting the devil? He was enduring. He was only enduring. He was resting in who he was. His position. Holding on to that truth. That's it. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, that means after that probation period of going through that testing, everything is coming to take that identity away from you. I told you for five months I went through, I got the identity of, suddenly when I was reading and God started speaking to me that you're the head. You are the head. You are the head. And everything came in five months to test you're not the head. You don't look like the head. Nothing about you seems like the head. And everything came to take that word now, the truth that I've got, because I have not believed, yeah, I'm the head, but it's been like a head knowledge, not been like a, I'm going home to, home to the cross with it. Like I am the head. What does, does that even mean? When it says the son has the preeminence, means superiority. I am the head. And now everything is telling you you're not the head and now you're holding on. I was not fighting. I was just holding on. And guess what happened after that? Everything bowed down and the truth is I am the head. And everything starts shifting. And it didn't only shift in one area. It started shifting to in other areas. It started looking like I'm the head. That's what it means by dominion. Dominion you just don't take in one. You take in all. Jesus walked in dominion. He didn't have to tell. All the day, all the spiritual realm knew is the son. Not just one devil. All knew. That's what it means. In beloved, it's not about fixing many problems. We don't work like that. It's about identity. And the minute you wake up, all the tentacles leave. Because it was never about prayer problem. It was always about you were sleeping in that area. You don't know you're a son. So you keep getting hit, hit, hit. And then you keep, keep begging God to take and you don't understand. That's not son. Son starts believing. That's who you are. And you, you cooperate with the Holy Spirit to pull out the weeds. Okay. And you go through that trial. is because you won't go through it again. You learn to sleep in the storm after some time. The babies, first time you go through a storm, you're commanding, you're doing things and all. And then he'll teach you, son, you're my son. You don't need to. You can sleep in the storm. It's not going to affect you. And nothing happens. Okay. So look at this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Again, look at it as like his inheritance. The crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is being tempted, say, I am tempted by God. Now don't look at this as sin. Look at this as an identity issue with you. So let no one say I'm being tempted that this temptation is from God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. He knows who he is. Okay. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, it brings forth death. I want you to look at this in terms of health. And when it says you are being tempted when he is drawn by his own desires and enticed, when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, it gives birth to death. That's how I was falling sick. Because I just didn't know any better. At that time, I just knew like, yeah, Jesus is, you know, I'm a son. I, I knew that I belong to him. He's my father and everything. But I never, I always encourage thoughts. And I'm like, yeah, like you can fall sick and some people can fall sick and I can fall and then God will heal me. And that was my whole, means I, in my mind, there was no victory. There was no, there was no dominion in my mind. There was no, there was no his life in my mind. Okay. And that's what it means. It gave birth to death. It brings forth about death because it was, it was a carnal mind completely enmity with God. And then I started taking his fruits in me. 
and then I, it started producing light. Okay, so look at this. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. And look at that word, endures, means uh, which means to stay behind, a way to endure, <clears throat> remain behind. I, it, it literally means to stand my ground, show endurance. I endure, bear up against, I persevere. Remaining under the load, bearing up. That means every pressure comes to tell you you're not and you're just holding. You're being resilient to I am. Okay? I always tell you, take it in the microcosm. Take it in the microcosm. Long before David took down Goliath, he took down in the small friends. So you hold on to your, you're a son, not by what you do. You believe you're a son. You believe you're a son. Everything about the son is by faith. Whatever is not of faith is sin. So I believe I'm a son. So if I go out and some, I, I lay hands on people and I do pray for, for humans. And I, if I see anyone sick, if they're not sons, I pray for them. Occasionally when I have sons falling sick, yeah, I pray for them. But I don't want to be, I resist every time because I want you to grow. Because I rather see you in divine health and praying for it, you get healed. And then again, you, you've not renewed your mind. You're not going through, you don't know. I, I'm taking away that little chiseling that's happening. Come on, use that to just endure and grow so that you can get perfected in that area. Okay, and uh, okay, let, let's read uh, Hebrew 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so e easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. Now look at this. My son, do not despise the chastening, the training of the Lord, God does not train you with sickness, with accidents, with some bad things that are happening to you. That's not God's chastising. God corrects you through his word in the new covenant. I told you the reason you go through a trial is God giving you the trial. No. The reason you go through the trial is because in that, in that area, you don't see yourself as a son. But what does he do in that trial for you? You can cooperate with him because through that trying, he's going to pull out all the weeds. And even as you take on your new identity, guess what? He's going to use what was meant for bad for your good. And he's going to make that soil, not 30, not 60, he's going to make it 100 for you. He's going to pull out those weeds. Okay, so start taking those new identities with you. My son, do not despise the chastening, the training of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Rebuke, what is a rebuke? A correction. I can correct somebody, right? And just rebuke with my word. Correct you. And I've been corrected. There was, you know, there was a time in my life when I was just going to pastors to pray for me because something had happened and I really didn't think like, you know, uh, that was a season and God did that, uh, you know. Uh, and I woke up, I heard an audible voice uh, spoke to me and said, get your spiritual life back in order. So I was wondering, what was I doing? And I was running to people, oh, get me a word, give me, you know, lay hands on me and he wanted me to get my spiritual life back in order. He rebuked me. What are you doing? He rebuked me when I had this whole prayer chain going on and I would have 100 people message me 
and pray. And there were Christians who were doing that. And pray for me, pray for me. And I would pray and they had all answers. They were getting it. And he rebuked me by calling me Mother Mary. I woke up with one day, this was again a couple of years later, I heard Mother Mary. And so I woke up and I was like, why did he call me Mother Mary? But he rebuked me with humor this time. But he said, Mother Mary. And I was like, what does Mother Mary do? And what is Mother Mary? Everyone prays to Mother Mary to pray to Jesus. So I become Mother Mary. And I had to break it because that foundation was not in Christ. And so I cut off that whole prayer chain, everything. I said, guys, uh, this is not founded on Christ. And I had to break it. And that's why in Beloved, we, it's not that we don't encourage, but I want to show you through your own personal relationship how you can get victory. So all glory goes to the Father and it's your own personal relationship that is getting you all the victory. Okay? So whom the Son, my Son, do not despise the chastening, the training of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked, when you are corrected by Him. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens, He corrects, and scourges every son whom He receives. Now if you endure chastening, that means the correction that is coming from God, the training, God deals with you as with sons, for what son is there whom a father does not chasten? Correct. But if you are without correction, chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. That means God is only going to correct his children. If no father or mother is correcting, God is calling them in. That means you probably are not legitimate, illegitimate children. Because truly, if you love your child, you're going to correct that person. Okay? Furthermore, we have human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? That means what is this correction going to get you? Life. For they indeed for a few days. Again, it says few days. Trust me, trials is not about years. If you submit, if, you know, further down when we say, if you yield, if you yield to the testing, if you yield to the correction, that means if you cooperate, so what was happening in 2009 and 10, I was not cooperating. I was just saying, bail me out, bail me out. Why did you do this? You did that. Got me sick. But in 2012, I yielded. So I listened to him. I started taking on the word like a good girl. I started, okay, now let me start seeing what my father is saying about me. I yielded to it. And by my yielding, it produced life. Okay, that's what it means. So some people say, I've been going through this for years. It's not possible. You're going through it for years because you did, you've not been cooperating with God, with what he's saying. And you can yield to it by in this now, forget it, I've been going through years, forget now. Now I'm going home, going to the cross. And you yield to it, okay? So look at this. It says, shall we not much more readily be in subjection? In subjection to the father of spirits and live. That means you yield to him. For they indeed for a few days chastise us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. That's what he's saying. In this area, you've got weeds. Let me pull them out. That's why you're falling sick. Now, can I pull the weeds out? So instead of praying to me, you want to get healed, you want to get healed, let's start believing. That's what he's saying. So now, as I start believing, I'm subjecting myself to him. And as he's pulling out the weeds, what's going to happen? You're going to become a partaker of his holiness. Now, no chastising seems to be joyful for the present. Yeah, a woman in labor is in pain. But after she goes through that, guess what? The child is born, she forgets the labor. I've forgotten what it was like to be sick because I'm too busy enjoying divine health. I'm a partaker of his divine holiness in this area. I went to the cross with it. I got crucified with it. I became single-minded with it. That's what it means. 
Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Yeah, it was so painful because it was like you're telling me to believe who you are. Everything is telling me I'm not. And then it was painful because, and what was painful? The double-mindedness because everything is telling me you're not. And I have to close my eye, my physical eyes, and just believe just because you said so. That was the painfulness. Okay? What is the painfulness? You're telling me to go and confront my fear. Oh, where is the pain? It's not physical. It was like going and confronting my fear. It's because the fear is a lie. And so that entire thing of just doing it, sometimes there's a pressure, right? Because everything in you just wants to go. I still remember there's a testimony of somebody in Beloved. And all I told at that time, I said, I don't want you to send somebody else to go and pick up your cancer report. You go pick it up yourself. Because when you go, something else will run. When you confront, something else will run. Sons don't run, sons confront. And in your very confrontation is your victory. Because there is nothing to fear. And even as she went, what doctors said there is fourth stage cancer, suddenly there's no cancer. You know, simple things. You just go confront it. Okay? Now, no chastising. Chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Why does it say righteousness again? It simply means to be partakers of his divine nature. That's what it means. Righteousness. Okay? Just like him. Like there is no sin in you. That means it's holiness. Holiness means not to be without sin. Holiness also means to be without sickness. Holiness also means to be exactly like him. That's what holiness means. His nature in you. Okay? So all of his nature. Holiness also means to be rich. Is because there is no poverty in Christ. That's what it means. Holiness means to have no death. Because it's all life in holiness. You are partakers of his divine nature. Okay? You are yielding the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now see this. Afterwards, if you've, been, if you've gone through it. Okay? Afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those. It's yielding to who? It's yielding to who? Not to everybody. First of all, it's yielding to those who are yielding to the Father. That means, I told you, abide in me and my words in you. So now all of this process of abiding me and my words in you, it's a process. It, it, sometimes you're going through that fire of like getting his words in you. Okay? It, it, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained. That word trained in Greek is gymnosio. That means gymnasio. That, that's where we get the word gymnasium from. A gym. Those who have been trained by it, therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame, what is broken, what is disabled may be healed. Come on, he wants to get divine health in you and all of that is meant for one thing, if you cooperate with it. A trial, if you're going through problems, if you just keep saying why, 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 nothing is going to happen. 10 years will pass, you'll still be saying why, you'll get bitter and you'll just get defeated. That's why it says in the trial, after that it says don't get bitter. Let not the root of bitterness take forth. So if you're going, number one, trials are not from the Father. The reason why you're going through the trial is because in that area, you don't see yourself as a son yet. Now if, if you allow yourself, if you yield to the Father, Letting his words abide in you. Getting all those weeds approved. So in that trial, say, you know, Holy Spirit, come on. I'm going to cooperate with you. Show me all the weeds in my soul. Show me where are all the lies. Show me what you're doing in me. What part of my identity I'm supposed to take on? What are the truths I need to start believing now? What are the lies I believe for all this time? And literally all of our trial, trust me, is about resting. Because it's already finished. You're not fighting. 
you're holding your position. So when I was the head, I was not fighting. I was not going running about. I was just holding. I'm the head. I'm the head, and everything came together. You're not the head. I got calls. I got things. All the pressure came to make me say I'm not the head. And all I had to do was just stay put, stay put, just endure, endure. It's a rest. The only position that you have in the storm is to sleep and not get up and not start fighting. Sleep in the storm. Sleep. That's what it means to endure your position. It's a rest. When when the cancer report came on, mom, I had to endure and say I don't care. She's a son. This is a lie. And what was my endurance that time? I did not send any prayer request, and that was the endurance. Don't send prayer requests. Already says that it could be malignant. Get another test done. No, the enduring was. If, if I really believe, I'm not even praying because there's nothing to fight, there's nothing to fix. And we did another test, and it came non-malignant. That was it. I was holding on, learning to sleep in the storm. Okay. So look at this. After you've been trained by it, gymno, gym, gymnazo. Uh, okay. Now, okay. Let me read what gymnazo is. Uh, I have said that the rearing of a child, training, discipline. Okay, that's what it means. The discipline of a child when God is correcting you. Instruction that trains someone to reach full development, maturity. So with that word child, training the child, I've, that's what I've written down, is pedio, pedia. It means it's instruction that trains someone to reach full development, full maturity. See, again, it means in that area, you don't see yourself as a son. That's why they're trained. That's why that you're going through that trial in the first place. And now if you learn to submit to the Holy Spirit, Guess what he's going to do? He's going to remove the weeds so that in this area, you'll never ever have to pray. You have dominion. You become partakers of his inheritance. Okay? So that word gymnasium means to exercise naked. That means, you know why it says to exercise naked to train? Removing all the identities and getting your nakedness. That means as he is, so am I. No more kachra, no more, nothing of the world on me. I'm exercising to have only his identity in me. Okay, it means to train by physical exercise, hence train in the widest sense. Let's just look down what I've highlighted. To train with one's full effort, that is with complete physical, emotional force, like when working out intensely in a gymnasium. So what happens in the trial? Everything about you, your emotions, everything starts speaking to you and everything and you're subduing everything. Okay, it says the word gymnasium further down. Uh, Acquiring proficiency through practice, through practice, regular exercise with graduated resistance. How many of you have been in a gym and not picked up something heavy? There is always resistance and that's how you're building up a muscle. So regular exercise with graduated resistance. The physical element is also included with the spiritual of being in God's gymnasium. That's the Greek definition of getting trained, being in God's gymnasium. So let me read that last thing again. Verse 7 of Hebrews 12, verse 7. If you endure chastening, that means correction, God deals with you as his sons. For what son is there among, among uh, for what son is there whom a father does not chasten or correct? But if you are without correction, which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have human fathers who corrected us and we pay them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastise us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit 
that we may be partakers of his holiness. Literally, what he's saying is, Priya, in this area, do you know that you've got lies? That's why you're going through this in the first place. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be going through this. You would land up sleeping. You're reacting, you're having all of these, is because in this area, you don't see yourself as a son. What it really means is, you don't believe my words. In this area, so you don't really believe me. You don't see me as good. You don't see me as whatever the promise might be. In this area, you don't really trust me. In this area, you don't have my, my love in you. Rooted, established in my love, established in all of my promises, all of my truths in this area. So that's why you're going through this. And now, will you submit? Now, will you use this? Can I do a work in you? Can I pull out the weeds? So now, what he'll tell me is, come on, in this area, let's look at the truths. What are the lies that you build, you believe all your life? I told you very recently, I used to be somebody who was ruled by my emotions. And I would let my emotions dictate me. And so yours would go by just my emotions. And he was showing me those were the weeds. Can I pull out all these weeds? They've controlled you. And you let him do that work. And I say, oh my God, I have his emotions. They're controlled. They don't rule me. I rule them. And it, it's a work because every all the resistance come. I learned to pull down my thoughts. Some of my friends know, you know, like I would just let my thoughts just govern me. And it just my mind would just go anywhere. And now taking dominion, I'm not allowing that. I take a stronger note. As he is, so am I in this world. As his thoughts are, so am I. I disconnect with any negative thoughts and I just rest knowing that, you know what, they're all his. I would land up picking up the phone and speaking about my problems. I would call up my mom and speak. And now she knows I don't even do that. I don't speak about my problems. I don't need to speak to my problems like I need to take them down. I rest. I rest in who I am. Do you know that you can forget who you are? You can forget who you are, but it doesn't change who you are. Because I am means not becoming. I am means you are. So sometimes my I am tells me and my mind catches up to who I am. So you rest in who you are. And even as I learned, so many things happen. You know, I, I, I started just resting. I started taking dominion over just like the looseness of what I was saying. My emotions, everything started just. And he showed me all the weeds. So sometimes all a trial does is just show you all the weeds. Like when you put something in water and want it, you want it to get purified and all the dust settles, it, certain things, chemicals just expose all the dirt in it. And that's what the trial did. It just showed me, my God, and I just saw, I was like, this is like this bad. Not, not of you, so many things not of you. And even as I cooperated with the Holy Spirit, so I can just let the emotions go and go and go. But then use this, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to like take dominion now. Take dominion and start pulling out all those beads. So guess what's going to happen? All the weeds are gone. So now guess what happens? The harvest comes back. Because it's not 30, it's not 60. I believe it's 30 and 60 for the people who have not pulled out the weeds. Because it takes space. I told you, weeds take space. Weeds choke some harvest. But if there are no weeds, through the fire, if I allow that fire to pull out all the weeds, if I cooperate with the Holy Spirit, come on God, what the devil meant for bad, I'm going to turn it around for my good. That's what his intention is. And even as I cooperate, if I yield to the Father, for my profit, he's going to do it. I'm going to become partaker of his holiness. And so I, what 30, what 60, but I'm going to have a hundredfold. I'm going to have a hundredfold in that area. You use it. So you don't complain about it. Just say, I'm here because, yeah, there's some, you know, I've learned, I've, I've learned to rest. Okay. And it's, a, it's God's gymnasium. And so for they, indeed, for a few days, I'm telling you, the trial is not long. It's for a few days. Chastise us 
as seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastising seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, it's encouraging you, strengthen the hands which hang down. That means you've given up and you think like, why? And he's saying, come on, strengthen the hands that have given up, that hang down, the feeble knees. And make straight, make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may be dis, may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Okay, I quickly want to read just a little below this. In uh, it's not there, but in Hebrew 12, just open it in your books, and then we'll uh, end it. Hebrews 12. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to read down, okay? It says in verse 14, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Now look at, look at this. Looking care carefully, least anyone fall short of the grace of God, least any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this many become defiled, okay? Least any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled. Meaning, I've, I, and I've seen this, many people speak from their experiences. And when I see that, it's, it's like a root of bitterness sprang up. And now all they can do is their experiences are greater than the word of God. And that's what it means, that root of bitterness to fall and became defiled. The reason why you go through the trial is because you don't see yourself as a son. You can decide the trial is actually, it says, it's a probation. It's few. If you cooperate, you will be a partaker of his divine health. And so in that he's encouraging, come on, you people, people with people knees and lame hands or whatever, cooperate so that what is broken may be healed. He wants to, if you cooperate with him, if you yield to the Father, means get his words in you. Start believing your identities. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit to uproot the weeds. The weeds are the lies, the fallen identities that you've taken up. And now you don't let a root of bitterness happen. So what for me, what would it be? Oh, at so many years I was sick, nothing's happened. He is just like, he's given up on me. He left me and God really, you know, he didn't heal me. And that's a lot of bitterness. But what did I do in the fourth, fifth year? I just took, I was like, no, I'm holding on. And I used the trial, it was still going on. And I cooperated this time. And guess what? I became a partaker of the holiness. The, the bitterness left. For some, it can be, oh my God, I've just had bad experiences, a bad divorce and everything was bad and relationships were bad. And it's a root of bitterness and your experiences are louder than the word of God. And now he wants to heal that which is broken. And so now you take the word, does it say you're rejected or does it say you are loved? I am accepted literally means I'm loved. And then you choose to believe my father loves me just because he says so. And you go jump up and down. You're not letting your, your experiences tell you who you are. You're not letting your mother-in-law, your bad divorce or anything tell you who you are. You're jumping because the father says so. And guess what happens? The weed went and suddenly you meet an awesome person or suddenly everything just chips and gets healed or there's resurrection in something or a relationship and everything bears fruit because you become a partaker of this divine holiness. So very good if you're in a trial is because in that area, if you see yourself as a son, you won't be in a trial. You will learn to sleep in the storm. That's what it means. But if you're in it, rejoice. And for, for you and me, the it's not fighting, guys. When I say you're in the trial, it's not a fight. The whole new covenant, 
the whole new covenant, the whole new testament, when you read, and when I say new covenant, I mean after Acts, when you're reading, there is no fighting, there's a resting. We are the only kings that rule and reign by resting in a position. So you're holding on to your position when everything says you're not loved and you say I'm loved. That's what it means. When everything says you're not the head and you say I am the head. When everything says you're sick, oh I'm the here, I am a son, it's not in my nature. That's what it means. And you take it down in the microcosm and you start seeing the ripples. Okay? When everything says you need to do this to prove your sonship, no? Or popping pills means I'm a son, no? I'm just taking it just because I'm a son, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't prove your sonship. That's the lie of the devil that, you know, when people say taking medicine means I'm a son, I'm a not son, that's a lie. You do as you're led. Okay? Because you can take medicines and still be in divine health. Monday you just get up and everything is gone. It has nothing to do with who you are. You, you, you work it in the microcosm and you go up. And then suddenly it's, it's got to do with your believing. And then from that place suddenly you realize you don't is because it's not needed anymore. Holy Spirit works in your pace. With you, you cooperate and you submit to the Holy Spirit. So my areas can be very different for somebody else. That will never compare your life. It's because the weeds in your soul are different from somebody else's. They may not have those weeds in that area of their life. They may not have those identity issues. And so they are receiving effortlessly. And someone else might be. So you don't say why it happened. Rejoice when you're going through that trial. Because you know what? If I'm going through this, God is with me. He's the gardener of my soul. Your father. You're not alone figuring it out. He is pulling out the weeds. The gardener is the one who does that. And so you submit to him. And even, you know what? The gardener puts the weed and the gardener puts the seed. It's the father who's putting the seed also. And guess what? The soil is you. And so even as now, after he's approved the weeds and you cooperate with him, you've taken those seeds that he's putting. How do you take the seed? You believe. You believe. That's what it means to receive the seed. And so now what? The soil is perfect. It's going to produce because it's the father who gives the growth. And that crop is going to yield a hundredfold. So if you go and you don't get bitter in that, Guess what it's going to happen? You're going to have the greatest testimony of them all. And not the 30 and the 60. I mean the 104. Okay? And so rejoice in all. So I'll leave you back with that vision that he gave me. And I got excited when I saw that vision. Because I didn't like trials before. Because I was like, what is it doing? But then I got excited. is because the trial is meant to burn up the weeds. And guess what? The fire only comes just before the harvest. So even as the process is going on to burn up the weeds, because now the seeds are there, and guess what? When the farmer goes to sleep and he gets up and he doesn't know, and then suddenly the crop has come, and now he has to put the sickle because the harvest has come. That's what it means. Okay? So I'm going to end that here today. And uh, uh, yeah, and go to the notes again. There are just a few notes. I've taken a lot of deep... Uh, Greek scriptures and that so you can meditate on that and uh, get excited okay and cooperate with the Holy Spirit of what he's doing because he's your father and you're gonna uh, you're gonna in that area you're gonna have divine inheritance uh, divine inheritance a lot you're gonna be complete in that area let, let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete that means divinely allotted portion that's what it means complete to you your inheritance your inheritance what Jesus died on the cross to give you in that area, you're going to have the full inheritance allotted to you. Okay? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop there and uh, let me just pause it. Okay.